Hello and welcome to the second edition of Sunday Seance. This is Andrew. I'm here with Grant and Mitch. How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, a lot better when we come in with the specials. Yeah, I mean, we, we got to do it. We got to do it, right? Uh, yeah. You know, you like Mitch. I am alive. Uh, I, I I feel like... Um, I feel a lot better now than I did when I woke up. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, Head was a little glassy this morning. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. So, what? Let, let's let's talk, like we could talk about uh, you know the after the game festivities at some point here, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the game. So it was a nil nil draw uh, with top of the league Charlotte Independence last night. Um, you know, it, it felt to me like, you know, we were still unbeaten, which is great. Uh, you know, four games into the season still without a loss feels, feels good, but it feels to me like this is a game that we could have won. Uh, we could have made something from it. I think both teams will probably be feeling like that though. After the last night to me, at least it felt like a goalkeeper battle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Both uh, Austin Pack and Baron Shipman kind of played very, very good games. Yep. I think overall it felt to me like Madison's defense probably had a little bit better game. Um, yep. And Charlotte's offense was a little less productive, I think, than they usually are and, and definitely less uh, looked less dangerous than our offense did. Uh Austin Pack had seven saves last night. I think that's the second highest uh, amount of saves he's had in a single game so far this season. Yep. Um, I think he had that's nine it. a couple of weeks ago. He had some good saves, too. I mean, it, excellent. Um, I think our best opportunity was probably one that there's no way he would, would have been able to touch, and that was uh, Jake Krull's screamer that, just, that smashed off the post in the upper 90. I mean, Yep, couple couple inches lower. There's no way that Pat can get to that. But you know, Jake's yeah. getting close. He's getting close. <laughs> I mean, this is this is what this is two game. This is two league games in a row that uh, he's had some great opportunities to score early in the match. So um, he's getting close. You got to think that one of these is gonna he's gonna bang one of these home pretty soon. So yeah, I would hope so. Overall, uh, what were your you guys's um, impressions of the game? Go ahead, Mitch. I mean, this was this was going to be a tough game regardless. Um, you know, even if you know, even though Charlotte was missing a couple of their players, they are the best. You know, they are top of the table for a reason. Right. Um, both teams still undefeated. You know, did we have opportunities to win that match? Yes. Did they have opportunities to win that match? Yes. If you if you told me before the game that we were going to draw them nil nil, I would have been fine with that. Um, and I still feel that way. Um, this is something that you can carry, you know, like we can carry this into the Knoxville game on Wednesday. We're still undefeated. You know, um, we're going in against a, a Knoxville team that's reeling. They're playing today against Fuego. Um, you know, if they lose that game to Fuego, which Fuego as of right now is the worst team in the league, they lose they're that horrible. game to Fuego, they are going to be, they're going to be hurting real, real bad. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I feel good. I feel I feel positive about it. You know, not as positive as I would be after a win, obviously. But 
Um, I don't think there's any real reason to feel too negative about it. You know, we put we we had a lot of chances. We just didn't put them in the net. And, um, you know, the finishing the finishing will come, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I did notice uh, early in the match that kind of petered off later in the match that I wanted to bring up was um, they were doing a lot of balls uh, from the defense over the top trying to get Cheney um, kind of similar to what kind of similar to what. Um, we did late in the season in 2021 with trim trying to get balls over the top. And I think, yeah. I think that was purposeful. Um, I I think that um, Charlotte has an extremely good forward core in midfield um, and their defense is a little bit more lacking. So if you can get the ball past that midfield um, yeah. straight away, I think that's what they were trying to do there. Just if you can get the ball past the midfield and get it into the defense um, and it didn't work out too well um but i think that's partially just because we haven't seen a lot of that over the course of the season i don't know how much they've practiced that um you know, know how, many, how many teams are you going to do that against in the league and um, i noticed too mitch that um you know charlotte they typically that that method of play works because the other team is pressing high you know within the midfield and forwards we didn't see a lot of that where they right. weren't like they weren't pressing. Um, you saw some like when the they ball would be given away. They right, the, the ball would be given away. Game. Yeah, but then it's like they they stepped back and like they they kind of fell back into the defense a little bit more. And so and that's probably why we stopped doing it. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a good shout. Um, yeah, I just I, I think I say uh, very yeah. very late in the game, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Prentice, uh, as everybody knows him. Uh, yes. Can't forget the suffix. Uh, puts a very nice ball in from the wing for Cheney, yeah. who almost buries it with his head. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know, what what, what did you guys, well, actually, before we get too far into it, uh, we're going to welcome Kyle Carr in to share his thoughts about the game. Uh, Kyle, how are you today? He's muted. You're muted, buddy. That's how he's feeling. That's how he's doing. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up since six thirty. You can tell. Uh, no, I've been good. <laughs> it's been a struggle this morning, apparently, but um, no, things are fine. Rewatched the match this morning, and I, I think a draw is a fair result. Um, yeah, yeah, I would I, agree. Yeah, I know Andrew. You mentioned that it was a keeper battle, which I one hundred percent agree with. I think Charlotte in the first half could have probably gotten a goal or two. Um, Thankfully, um, Cheney was able to kind of stick his leg out to block that, or else that probably was going to be a goal. Um, Pack is probably going to be the player of the month in April, and at the rate he's going, keeper of the season. Yeah, he deserves he's the accolades. He's he's top notch last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 was going to be my point too, Kyle. Was this was a game of Austin Pack? I mean he he looked good. He looked really good. I mean, even after the game, Cheney kind of looked at me. He goes, "Best going in the league, man." He goes, yeah, "Best going, best going in the league." And and I know Kyle, you you tweeted this out pretty recently today. He's looking like a player, not only a player of the month candidate, but if he keeps this up over the course of the season, he's going to be player of the year. Like, 100%. and and you don't see goalies win player of the year, but the way he's playing. He deserves that. If it's yeah, one if of he, those where it up, we're early in the season, we're very early in the season, but the way he's playing, Jesus Christ, man. I, like, I think the thing, I think the thing too, 
Um, and Mitch, this kind of goes into a previous point that you had made about their defense. I think the thing that's under it's very underlooked about Pack is his distribution. He's really good at distributing that ball up into the midfield right from the box. And that just you can see how that just kind of generates their entire attack. Because they don't want to build from the back. They want to kind of build from the midfield. With I mean, with a with a weak defense, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't well, want to either. Yeah. And that's what I was gonna say. He's the fact that his defense trusts him enough, like he is out claiming every ball. If it's in the air and it's close, he's going right. to go out and claim it. And I think to right. have that confidence and be that aggressive is something that you don't see in this level a lot from keepers. So the fact that he's kind of able to just do that right from the jump. I mean, no, Austin Pack has done really well. And like I said, Ford Madison probably could have gotten a goal or two in the second half. Um but I think overall, I want to give a shout out to the four massive defense because that whole second half, they didn't give Charlotte yeah. like, any clear cut chance. No. Like I, that to contain that kind of attack with Bennett, with Dane Kelly, with Mbuyu, with Ibarra, what it's it's impressive they didn't allow any clear cut chance in the second half. So props wanna, to the defense there. Yeah. Um I really want to call think, out Kyle. I think you're spot on. Just to share some some stats. I'm I'm stealing your job, Mitch. Uh, Osman had a very calm yet stellar performance. He had a 7.8 rating on FOTMOB, yep. uh, 84% passing, two of two tackles, one, seven of eight duels, one, and seven recoveries on the night. Like, yeah. you didn't hear night. his, you didn't hear his name mentioned very often, which I mean, as a defender, that's it, a good thing, kind of. It's kind of yeah. how it is for defenders, but another interesting wild stat to me, uh, Austin Pack has 21 saves and three shutouts in April. 21 saves in a single month. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He is so crazy. Kyle, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, we had a ton of opportunities, which we've been seeing. You know, hey, Sterling, how you doing? <laughs> um, you know, we, we've we been seeing these opportunities coming. Um haven't always put up, you know, obviously in the Greenville game, you know, damn broke, we score four. Yeah. But we had a ton of opportunities in Lexington, and we didn't score. We had a bunch of opportunities in Omaha, and we only got one. Um, is it somewhat concerning that we're getting opportunities and not scoring, or is it a good thing that we're actually getting the opportunities and eventually they're going to start uh, finding the back of that? I'd say – it's a good thing just because, I mean, no Jaden Onan and Macias kind of fills in his spot and it right. doesn't look like they miss a beat in terms of getting those chances created. So I think that's encouraging. There wasn't really that many chances where I kind of looked and was like, Madison should have scored that. Like right. even Cheney's chance at the, at like near the end of the first half that got saved by Pack. It's like, that's a tight angle. Like he could try and rip it near post, but that's an ambitious shot there so i'm not concerned yet just because the greenville game did show like they are capable of finishing and yeah. Yeah. there the chances were there there wasn't as many great chances yesterday as there has been in lexington and in omaha like those two games would probably yeah. have made me more concerned but last night there wasn't that many where i was kind of like they should have scored like three or four like this game was like yeah one or two would have been fine but again pack is good and there's not too much. So I'm not concerned yet. I yeah. think if, if anything, I'm still encouraged. Cause like I said, Macias comes in, fills in Onan's role. Team doesn't miss a beat. You had the, I mean, cello was fantastic. 
with distribution. Yep. One of the things that I think As was the difference was Madison played more through their midfield than they did out wide. And especially, I think Charlotte made it a point to not let Gebhard get the ball too much yeah. uh, deeper down the field. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, in terms of the chances in this game, the two real chances I thought we had were the one that Andrew brought up was Cheney's at the end with the header. Mm-hmm. And the one I brought up was, um, Kroll, you know, it was Jacob Kroll's bringing it off the post in the first half. Yeah, That was about it. That was about it. Those were like the two, the only two where I thought, um, Morrill had a good chance in the first half too, that pack tipped over, um, kind of a blast oh, yeah, from the yeah. right side of the box. I thought that one was, you know, but that would have been a, a you know, a, you know, an amazing goal on a turn to, to, to nail that home. But, you know, I agree with you. I thought that there was really only probably two chances where I thought probably should have scored there. But yeah. other than that, yeah, I mean, I think it was, you know, the chances are there and I'm with you is that it's positive to see these chances happening and that, you know, I think it's only a matter of time. So. And as long as your defense is still locking teams down, that's right. to me exactly. that's more important. You're going to exactly. get points with a good defense and yeah. the two goals that they've allowed this year one was a header off of a corner, which, okay, that's the set piece yeah. is what it is. Another was a wonder goal from Pilato. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, what, what did you make of the tactics of the formation last night? It looked again like we were kind of shifting uh, in transition, going from three at the back to four at the back when on defense. Um, things looked definitely more solid on defense. We had a hard time unlocking them in the final third, though. Yeah, it was interesting because it felt like it was a three in the back when they were defending, but in possession, it kind of shifted back to that four, almost like a four, four, one, one or four or almost a diamond. It felt like it, it was definitely one of those where they kind of let pain just float around and hang out more in the midfield when they had the ball, but then off ball, he was kind of being more of a defense wing back while with crawl, it was definitely, um, definitely more of a left center back out of possession, left back in possession. And I think the toughest part was because Charlotte has been very compact defensively. I think that's kind of been their main thing. I think they learned from last year. Yes, we have all these attackers. We have all these midfielders, but we can't continuously go guns blazing that we are going to turn more into a direct countering team because we have the speed and we have the guy. So it was a little bit harder to unlock in the final third, just because Charlotte definitely went with more of that four, four, like two low block easy there Desmond. easy um what was more like the 442 low block kind of style which i think made it harder for madison to unlock um but i think it's just one of those where charlotte's done really well defensively which is surprising i think they because they've been more compact so definitely a three in the back uh out of possession four in the back in possession like I said, they built more through the midfield, so it kind of forced Payne and Derek to kind of play more narrow, like not being able to go out as wide. Um, but I think that's probably a good thing because there was times in the second half where Madison was easily able to break Charlotte's press. Right. And that was a huge right. thing. And I think that's why, right. you know, as the game got on, I was like, okay, there's more of a chance that Madison could score because they were able to break that press. And when they were able to, they were able to kind of get getting those chances. Because I think Charlotte realized after the first half, we can't let them continuously go wide to pain. Right. What did um, – so one of the things I did want to call out too, because Grant, you mentioned uh, Morrill Sacher earlier. He's looking much stronger 
uh, to me in these yeah. past couple of games, I think then that I don't know. It's, it's strange because you have a guy that, you know, career hampered by ACL injuries and you'd never be able to know by watching him play. Right. And I think, I think it, you're exactly right. Um, he's putting himself into a position to where we can't keep him off the field. He, he's playing that well. Um, yeah. With the combination of his size and technical skill, he gives you kind of a, a unicorn up front where, I mean, cause he's, he, he, He's somebody that like, you know, you saw, you know, he picked up a foul in the first half because a guy ran past him. He just kind of like gave him a shove and like, you know, cease went flying, you know, did a somersault. He sold it well. But yeah. still, I think the fact that, you know, you look at more at Morrow and think, you know, he's kind of a, a tall, wiry guy, but he's pretty strong. Like, you know, you see like he's he's very strong for his size and like, you know, and he doesn't get pushed around. Uh, like I mentioned in that that play in the box. He kept the defender off of him, you know, while he kind of collected the ball at his feet and was able to turn and like get a, a great shot off. And I think that's all that's all good signs. I mean, that that those knees are healthy and that he's feeling good. And like I said, he's playing himself into a position to where he's not going to be able to stay off the field. That's yeah, kind of interesting because Bartman did come back. So it's kind of like, oh, now yeah. you have options, which is right. And both of them give you a little bit of a different thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, one more question for you, Kyle, and then we'll let you go about your, your Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Um, so without, well, okay. We, so we outshot them 17 to eight, seven on target. Cheney had seven shots Sachero behind him with three, but at times like it, it had some feel of like last year's lack of productivity. And I don't, I don't think it was an entirely down to like, you know, sort of, you know, that's our MO and that's kind of the, the game that likes to play because he's obviously shown that he's a- able to, you know, react and, and be more fluid this season. I think than we were last year, but again, a high amount of passing high percentage. So we, we had 525 passes to their 376 uh, stringing together 84% uh, passing percentage. Does it did it feel to you like this is sort of deja vu from last season, or is it more that we got to see the Austin Pack show and the independence really their defense is hard to break down? I'd say in the first half it was more of same as last year. I would say it was kind of more of that. There was a moment, and I don't remember if it was Derek or Cello. One of them had, I think it was Derek. He they got at the edge of the box, were able to kind of dribble inside, get to the top of the box, and probably should have just pulled the trigger and tried shooting it, but yeah. instead decided to pass wide. And I think it was more of that in the first half is what I noticed. But then in the second half, I think once they were able to get more possession and string together more time on the ball, then it became more of the, all right, we're seeing, we're seeing what's there. We're seeing the creation. We're seeing the patience. Um, so I would say the first half was definitely MO of same as last year. And I think as Charlotte decided to go more compact, we were able to just kind of see there's at least something there. There's, there's glimpses. And I think the subs also helped with that. Um, you know, you're getting guys that are more comfortable on the ball, more wanting to create an economy and an Amadeus, um, Nazim coming on. I think there is more of that that you could see uh, as opposed to the first half where it was kind of like, all right, we're kind of just 
We're looking for the best. We're looking for the best opportunity and not right. a good opportunity is what it kind of felt like. And with Cheney's shots, I mean, I think like three or four of those were headers. So it's like when you're going up in the air and you're trying to get your head on the ball in a battle in the box, it's not, I'm not as concerned with that because at least he's winning those headers. So yep. I, I would say it's kind of a little bit of both, but I would say the second half is more the, we're seeing what the plan is in place as opposed to the first half, which was a, all right, this is kind of feeling like last year where we're just passing around too much and not taking chances. Yeah. What about you, Mitch? Do you agree? Yeah, for the most part. And I think it's less the tale of two halves. And I think it's the first 30 versus the last 60. Um, I'm looking at the game flow right now um, in terms of expected goals. Um, before the first 30 minutes, we didn't have a single opportunity that went over 0.1 goals uh, expected. And they had three. They actually had all three of those chances um, above 0.2 with a couple of them up at 0.3, mm. uh, which is very good. And we, you know, we kept those out of the net. Yeah. Um, after the 30 minute mark, they didn't have a single opportunity above 0.1. And I don't, I think they had one above 0. 0.5 or 0.05. Um, while we had six opportunities above 0. 0.1, including one, uh, it looks like around the 82nd minute or so that was oh. 0. 0.3. Um, and so like it, after that first 30 minute, like we kind of just held them, um, you know, and, uh, I think, I, I think that if we can just continue to like at, to Kyle's, to Kyle's point, if we can keep them out of the net, like, you know, imagine, imagine we don't give up a goal the rest of the season. Yeah. We have 24 draws. And we, you know, we squeak out a, an extra goal in eight games. We get eight wins. You know, yeah. that's 48 points. That's playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, I think, I think the goals will come. I think the goals will come. You know, we have, we have the opportunities, obviously. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, I think that we have a team that's much more capable of finishing than we had last year. Um, and yeah, it's I just agree. a matter of, it's just a matter of making it happen. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that's a big point. And I think I think another point that's been overlooked by pretty much everyone is the weather. The weather was really, really crazy yesterday. And, um, you know, I saw I saw a few of, you know, I saw Cheney slip on at least two occasions. specifically. Um, and, And I have to I have to imagine that that may have played a factor as well as to how you approach the game, how, you know, you get those opportunities. Yep. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's part of it. You know, weather isn't, uh, weather isn't always going to be a factor. So maybe, yeah, maybe one or both teams squeak out a goal if, you know, it's not raining like, you know, or the sun is at this like weird point where you can barely see because it's like shining off of the rain coming down at the same time. You can't see anything. Like maybe that, maybe that's it. Maybe that's part of it. So, We'll we'll have to we'll have to see as the as the season goes on. I I don't think I don't think that there's a ton um, that is worth taking um, negatively from this match. Yeah, just I would because agree. Of, I would agree. Know, between the between the weather and the fact that we're playing top of the table, Charlotte and Austin Peck playing out of his mind. Yep. Yep. You know. Yep. I think I, I think that I think there's only positives that are worth taking out yep. of this. <clears throat> yeah. I, I tend to agree there. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, always insight, insightful coming from you. Uh, we'll we'll uh, 
we don't have a, a episode of NDZ Live this week just because of the quick turnaround. Uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk with you real soon. All right. See you guys. Later. See you, man. See you. Uh, you know, one thing I, I have to comment on, I, I kind of mentioned this uh, in our group chat this morning, uh, a couple of things. I feel, okay, so some people might take this wrong way. I don't give a shit. Uh, thank fuck that we don't wear white away anymore. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like, watching, like, Charlotte looked like an, a discount uh, Tottenham last night. Uh, in well, they are a, a discount. They are a discount Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're leaving. Chicken elbows. ball FC. Yeah. <laughs> they're leaving elbows and... Uh, you know, and feet in selling tackles or selling, you know, fouls very, very well. Um, or not I, so well was... in that, in that case of <laughs> Cheney taking, uh, you know, apparent, apparently murdering Omar Sis. Oh just my God. Leaving yeah. him, let, leaving him to writhe in pain, in pain yeah. on the field for a solid two minutes after not being touched at all. I like, yeah. I love the, the referee to saw that and was just like, no, no, it's fine. I want to give a shout out to the ref because that was one of the better ref games that we've had in a very long Agreed. time. Agreed. Agreed. I thought he did an, a, he did a fantastic job. There, were, there mean, were only maybe one or two times where I was just like, I don't know about that. He missed one. the handball. But, yeah. Jorvis would have given like at least three reds in that game last night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> missed a handball in the 10th the minute. Um, yeah. Ball that one, I, yeah. But um, there, there was there was one where I think that people were shouting for for a handball. I think it was in the box, but um, his hands were at his side. So yeah. I, I, you know, I, I tend, I was like, I was like up there. I'm like, I can see why that one wasn't wasn't called. Yeah, the one in yeah. the tenth, the one in the tenth was definitely a handball. Because um, we were we were on the capital stand at that point and turned around and saw it, and then I'm like, yeah, it was pretty obvious. But other yeah. than that, I thought he did a great job. I would agree with you, Mitch. I thought he, I thought he was really good. So. Kept the game in control because it very well could have spun very, very out of control. Yep. I agree. Especially that that battle between uh Spielman and Cheney that was going on all night. Oh yeah. Uh who that seemed to be a theme, yeah. right? Like there seems to be like every game there's gonna be a guy on their defense that's gonna be kind of like poking at Cheney. I mean we get saw... in his head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we saw it in Omaha, we saw it in Lexington, um, Greenville. I mean, they tried a little bit, but we were just blowing them off the door. I think they were more worried about just stopping the bleeding of their, you know, what was going on. But yeah, yeah, you, you, I think that's going to be a theme. And um, kudos to, I think, I think Chain knows that. Like he knows that yeah. like, this is that this is what's going to happen. This is and that's part of his game too. I think. I think yeah, he enjoys that. So. You know, and so um, he's doing if a great job. In, if you can get in the head of one or multiple players, that's one or multiple players that aren't going to be focusing on your teammates. Oh yeah. Make right. it, you know, makes some right. runs or whatever. So. Yeah. I think he's done really, really well to like, I do think it's part of his game. I, I kind of wonder if that's something he took away from his time playing in Mexico. Uh, Cause that's a lot more of a staple of, of the Mexican, like at least in the pro ranks of the Mexican game. Oh, yeah. um, but he's, he's not being sold uh on it which is fantastic and he kind of given it back uh, the other way too uh which is actually kind of nice to see from one of our players absolutely uh, anyway, i think you want to call out cheney has three yellows already this season in uh in four games i think actually one of those might have been in the open cup game 
Um, but two two yellows in four games. I mean, uh, I, I think that's I think that might partially be because he, he's just you know like he's kind of make, a magnet he make, for he that. He makes one wrong move and the ref will notice it after yep. after stuff. I would say that's up. I mean that's Mitrovic level right there. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are happy to welcome Rob oh, Chapel from Talking Flock uh, to to the the seance. How are you this morning, Rob? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, Good, Rob. How are you? Yeah, one point is fine. I'd be feeling better with all three, but Where? you know the Austin Pack show last night, right? Where did this guy come from? Would he, I know he was with Charlotte last year. Was he? Did he play with them last year? And I just wasn't paying he attention. Was with the team. It's weird because I was actually um, I was watching a game with with Trevor earlier this year, and we and he was just like, "Who's this? Who's this guy in goal?" I'm like. I don't actually know. <laughs> but he's and, just yeah, it's like Pack. Like I, I feel like incredible. I know the name, but I can't place it. Looked him up. Austin Pack. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the league last year. Yeah, he was a Charlotte. He was yeah. a Charlotte. But I don't know if he played or if he made that much of an impression. But man, he had last uh, the last game he played. He had four legit save of the week saves in one game. It was incredible. And the last so, day, he's got a handful more. It was something I something I noted. The league account put out their save of the week for last week, and I don't know if I have ever seen the league give two nominations to the same player yeah. in the same game. Yeah. In in a week, I've never right. I've never seen that. Yeah. If they give two nominations to a player, it's always been from two separate games. They give mm-hmm. it to him for the for two separate saves in in their game against Omaha last week, which is insane, but also deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. One thing that's interesting about Pack is um he was part of uh the the very late before they went defunct uh NASL playing for uh Puerto Rico FC. Mm-hmm. Um he's also played for Timbers too and before moving to the Riverhounds and then Independence uh weirdly signed for Hartford Athletic, but was only with them for, for six months, played five games. Um, and then, yeah, back to, back to the independence again. So kind of a, an interesting career, uh, playing in PDL and then NASL and then onto the championship. And now he's, now he's with Charlotte. Also his college, uh, profile picture. <laughs> I just put it in the chat. What a head of lettuce on that guy. Uh, you'd never know from seeing him now, but, uh, he looks like, he could have been a body double for Lorenzo Lamas in Renegade. Oh, oh, wow! He looks. He, <laughs> looks, like, he looks like he could have. Been, he looks like he could have been the lead singer of a band like Ten CC or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I, I think uh, the lead singer from Winger is calling, <laughs> you know, right now for to sue for royalties, and yeah. so yeah, that's a, um, so. Rob, a question for you: uh, on yeah. paper, you know, it kind of. Outside of maybe Austin Pack's like uh, just playing out of his mind recently, but on paper it seems yeah. like we should have taken it to them. But they're only missing one player due to injury. But they played four games in ten days, including playing 120 minutes on Tuesday night. Uh, is Charlotte really that good, or are we still looking to find some form? I think we're still looking to find some form. I think Charlotte is going to come back to earth any minute. Um, I, I think they, they've gotten a little bit lucky. Um, they, they've obviously played well. They've played well defensively, as Kyle was alluding to, um, and just <clears throat> which is surprising, right? That's not what anybody thought was going to happen with Charlotte this year. But um, but they have uh, sort of compacted themselves defensively, and, and uh, last night uh, clearly we're we're happy to concede 
possession and and defend and try to counter, which they seemed to uh, they did they didn't really mount any real counters until late in the game. But um, in any case, the, uh, Austin Pack is out of his mind, obviously, and uh, we were just off a little bit. I mean, we had of our what do we have seventeen shots, <clears throat> of which eleven were inside the box. Which tells you that, uh, you know, as you guys were alluding to before, in the second half, late in the first half, end of the second half, we were really breaking them down. Like we were getting in behind, we were getting um, to dangerous spots, and then either Jacob Kroll hammering the post or hammering the crossbar, or Cheney putting a header, you know, six inches wide, or Austin Pack making a tremendous save. So, and I think you can't, you're not going to rely on that kind of goalkeeping for the entire season. Right. So uh, I think Madison over the course of 90 minutes last night, figured it out, figured out their defensive structure and we're figuring out how to break them down. And I think the rest of the league will figure it out soon. Um, you know, you can't take anything away from Charlotte to having a really hot start to the season. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, they will drift back downward. Um, we are, you know, we, the, we're the last two unbeatens, you know, we're unbeaten in four, they're unbeaten in seven, which obviously <laughs> is a different thing. Um but I, I, I don't mind honestly. I don't mind the uh, the kind of the slow burn that we're Madison starting with. I think we'll, we'll I think we'll get hot. I think that as you guys were saying, the, the goals will start coming, and we'll continue the defensive um, dominance. And and uh, I think it bodes well for the season for us. Rob, one of the questions I wanted to ask, um, you know, we we've kind of been talking about a lot about Austin Pack here, and you mentioned like he's kind of an unknown. Um, yeah, kind of wasn't, a, yeah, well, wasn't really highly you know rated or anything like that. He's playing extremely well right now. Yeah. And kind of dovetailing off your last point, do you think what we're going to see is like, is he just like out of his head right now? Just like, like if he has a game where he gives up four, <laughs> is, is that something <laughs> where, the, what will, will that be? Or could we see Austin Pack kind of come back to earth a little bit more here? Um, right. I, because I like Mitch said, like right now he's, he's a player of the year candidate without question. No doubt, so. no doubt. I, I think there's going to be a sort of a, a regression to the mean, sort of. You know, I don't think he's going to fall apart if he has a bad game. He's a, he's been, as Andrew was detailing, he's been playing professional goalkeeper for a long, long time. Right, right, right. One bad game's right. not going to throw him off, throw him off that hard, you know. Uh, but there is there's going to be a, a normalization. I have to think, and yeah. especially you know, he, he's he's older, right? He's he's been around a long time. He's playing great for the past month and a half. Is that going to last six months? I don't know. Um, I suppose it could, but I, I doubt it. And I think um, the more uh, teams figure out the the Charlotte defense, the, the fact that he has to make four or five spectacular saves in a game doesn't speak particularly well to their, you know, to their defensive, which, again, they were defending well, but not quite well enough. Right. Um, and leaving Austin Pack to, to clean up. And uh, I just don't know that it, he's going to do that forever all season. You know, it's just, it's just I just don't think it's, it's feasible to, to expect that. You certainly can't bank a season on that. For right. Charlotte. What did, what did you guys make of Aiden Macias in the, in the 10 role uh, with Jaden out? Um, well, there were two things that led to that, right? There was, first of all, Jaden being out and also wheels being back. Right. Uh, in the, in the six, which, allowed Macias to go somewhere else. I was, I was surprised to see it. I, the, um, the way Matt described it uh, after the match was uh, sort of him and, and Moro as, as dual tens or dual yeah. false nines. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I thought, uh, I mean, the more the more help Cheney can have, the more options our midfield can have, the better. You know, uh, I think Aiden is a very good holdup uh, guy, as we saw in his first three matches at, at playing at the six. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't see a lot of pace, but which is fine. You know, um, yeah. I think uh, uh, I, what I did see. Uh, and this is true of all the guys, really, a lot of tenacity. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of uh, our dual success rate was like 56%, something like that. We won 56% yep. of the duels, which is great to see. Um, <clears throat> it seemed like we always had them outnumbered. And it seemed like we were always first to the 50-50 balls. Um, obviously, not always, because 55%. But still, I was seeing a lot of um, uh, really, really smart anticipation. Um, you guys were talking about Moro and how Moro's playing. Well, I, there was one particular moment I saw where uh, um, Charlotte is first half. Charlotte had a kind of a long ball and Morrow was in the middle of the field and anticipated it all the way out to the left. And, um, and just, I don't remember who was the intended recipient of that pass, but he just muscled him off with the shoulder and just to, to see the anticipation to see like, okay, I'm going to go. It's a, it's 20 yards from here, but I'm going to go get it. And I'm going to hammer this guy off the ball. Um, uh, just that kind of tenacity is something we didn't see last year. That kind of um, sort of will, you know, something yeah. we didn't see as much last year, um, and that's all good. And I think, I think, you know, the question about Aiden, I think uh, you, you saw that from him for sure as well. I think yeah. it was obvious too. Um, we missed Jaden yes, yesterday. Uh, no, you know, I think you know you you see a game like that where he's not, you know, you just miss his creativity and his movement and his his the way he can place place balls and yeah you know um i think you really saw like that he is um the, the talisman yeah. kind of you know for this for this offense so yeah yeah you really did um did, did we are we surprised that we didn't see francis in for him i actually was uh, i thought we would see francis we talked about it um on new dogma mm-hmm. um i thought you know and i think andrew i think you mentioned too that we thought that you know we'd see him too so i was surprised um, that we didn't see him, but you know, I I think part of it again comes back to this system that Matt's playing this this two sixes and two tens uh, yeah. sort of system, and yeah. um, Francis I think is not quite yet a like for like swap with with uh, with Jaden. Yeah. What I found interesting is that we we definitely changed our our tactics up a little bit last night. We were playing the ball uh, like a lot more aerially through the middle and in from the wings, which is something like I haven't seen as much in recent games and, uh, and, and doing it well. And like actually yeah. hitting the, hitting the targets. Yeah. They, right. Those weren't, those weren't like the hopeful, let's see what happens. Long balls. Those were mm-hmm. intentional. It, it, and it well helps played. when we win. It helps when we win our aerial duels. We won yeah. three quarters of our aerial duels yesterday. Yes. Yep. Like yeah. if you get like we got we've got taller guys who can go up and get those balls, which we didn't have. When your average team height goes up by about three inches. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> how that works. Yeah. Um, something you know, I thought was kind of interesting. Uh yeah, like like you mentioned, Mitch, 15 uh aerial duels won last night at 75%. Um I I have to call like Cheney had a really outstanding game last night. Yeah. Uh, at least I feel like anyway, he was off in that, that target. I, I don't remember a ball that he didn't get to that was brought over the top or in from the wings. Um, 
is finishing. I feel like they were all over him all night, so it was kind of difficult oh, yeah, for him right. to get shots off. But mm-hmm. a lot of but his he did, shots. He still did. Yep. Uh, I also got to call out that that sort of like he single handedly kept us in the game with a blocked shot after uh, Baron mishandled the ball just outside the six yard box. Yeah. I was gonna, um, I was gonna mention that about about Baron had a pretty good game also except for that moment right. when he got a little bit casual. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had one in the first half too where he kicked it off of Bennett, mm-hmm. where like where yep. Bennett was was coming up and um had kicked it right off of. But the, I mean, but he's got to get careful about that, and I'm sure Matt will talk to me about this. But like last year, when when teams got wise to the fact that Phil was kind of prone to that, they started pressuring him more. Yep. And mm-hmm. if you and and anybody in any way from Knoxville watching this game last night, it's going to be like get in Burns' face because he yep. will mess it up. You know. The but can I say one other thing about Cheney though? I'm, sure. I don't know. Did you guys watch Welcome to Wrexham? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I I, I kind of resisted because it felt like a, a, a soccer 101. You know, I'm like I'm an advanced soccer fan, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but but I am catching up on it, and um, I'm just getting to the to the January transfer window of that of that 2021 22 season. Uh-huh. When they got um, Ollie Palmer yes. from Wimbledon, and um, uh, one of the fans that they have been following all season said something like, "You know, <clears throat> lower level football, you needed one big horrible person." Yep. And Ollie Palmer's our big horrible person. And I was like, "Oh, that's Christian Cheney. He's our big horrible person. Yeah. He's a guy who's big and strong, and he's got a muscle off the ball, and he's got to look right in the referee's eyes and chirp at him all night long." He's like intimidating to the referees <laughs> and to yep. the opposition. Uh, and he's just creating chaos in the box and, and um, uh, you know, has two goals in four games, which is an awfully good start. Yeah. I, I was going to ask uh, you, Rob, uh, what if like cello on, at least on fought mob was man of the match last night, 85% passing two two shots Perfect. on target, three of three tackles one. How important has he been to this team oh, so man. far this season? Well, he's and he's the guy that that if you're not looking at those sort of fat mob stats, you're not gonna if you're just sort of a casual fan, you're not gonna necessarily notice him. But he has uh, absolutely been critical. Um, we, I did see you know team wide eighty five percent passing accuracy last night, yep. which um, you know owes a lot to your midfield to to wheels and to to cello. Um, but his uh, uh, his I mean he's obviously the guy for free kicks. He's on uh, his corners were beautifully placed and beautifully bent. Um, and uh, uh, you feel like the set pieces are going to start to come when you got a guy who can deliver like Aaron Mullay could, you know, which yeah. we kind of didn't have last year. Um, but but somebody, um, I can't remember, maybe one of you guys talking about the, the difference between this level and, you know, the top levels is um, making, is decision-making, right? Yeah. Like it's not, it's skills, obviously, um, technique, but also just the players at the top level make the right decision nearly 100% of the time. And Cello seems to always make the right decision, which it, it, what, I've, what I've liked about the buildup this year, that, that especially at a game like last night when it's not we're not trying to counter, we're trying to possess and build up. Yep. The buildup has not been predictable. Yeah. Right. It's not been, uh, it's been, it's sometimes it's wide. Sometimes it's Steven trying to get in from the right or Derek from the left. Sometimes it's down the center channels. Uh, sometimes it's a, there's an unexpected switch. Um, and uh, that, a lot of that has to do with, with cello and, and um, getting his head up, getting on the ball, holding the ball, getting his head up and, um, and making a clever 
creative um, mm-hmm. pass to create for other guys, and that's uh, that kind of energy. We 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 had it a little bit last year with with some of our with um, with Mikey and um, and Wheels in the middle, obviously still, um, but um, but yeah, he's been a tremendous addition. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do want to say real. Oh, I do want to say real quick. Um, Chelo, at least watching him in the press box, Chelo was everywhere yesterday. Absolutely oh, yeah. everywhere. Like well, yeah. it didn't matter. It didn't matter where the ball was. He was there. Like to the point of there were a couple times where he was basically running into one of one of his teammates. Just like, mm-hmm. and I'm just like looking at him like, Chelo, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're you, like. Like you don't need to be right there. You already got a guy right there. He was literally all over the pitch. It didn't matter where on the pitch it was. If it was in the corners, it was in the middle of the fields, along the wings. He was there like all the time. There's a reason right. why he was our man of the match, according to Fat Mob, because he touched the ball so damn much. Because he was he he, he was right next to the ball all the time. Like yeah. who are you gonna pass it to? May as well pass it to Cello. He's right here. He always is. <laughs> Yep. You know, one thing I do want to call out is that um, Charlotte, we were without overtime last night. Uh, it was arguably yeah. one of their best players. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I bring him up is because uh, top five in in chances created this season, starting at num- number five, Tate Robertson for Lexington, Oberton uh, for Charlotte, Arthur Rogers for Hailstorm, Jackson Corey for Tormenta. Guess who's number one? Jaden Nolan. Uh, Cello with Cello. 14. Wow. 14 chances created uh, in four games. Uh, not too shabby. And, wow. and to, to, to your point, Mitch, about them, him being everywhere on the field, 74 passes last night. 85% passing accuracy. So the, the accuracy is, is one thing, but the, just the number of touches – Mm-hmm. Like he's he, like the entire thing is running through him right now. That that number of successful passes, yeah. I'm pretty sure he had more successful passes last night than say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of our forwards did all of last year. Yeah. Like probably, yeah. I don't like. I I know for a fact he had more successful <laughs> passes last night than String had attempted passes last year. I was going to say, did, 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 did String know how to pass? <laughs> he knew how to pass to himself. He had, no, he, he he had, had that, real, that one really nice pass to himself that led to a goal. But other than that, no. Um, one more thing about last night's game, you know, or a couple, actually. Uh, Matt Matt found himself with his first yellow card of the season, I believe. That was, not was that Matt or was that JP? That was was that. It was JP. It was okay. very, like, it got credited to Matt on, on uh, the USL1 site. Yeah. Um, it was very, very clearly JP who got that card. <laughs> the fan reaction. I can't imagine why. He was chirping. He oh, was yeah. chirping. The yeah, I can't imagine why. <laughs> if, if you guys caught caught the uh, the yellow card on the on on the actual broadcast, the fan reaction was just gold. Uh, yeah, it's so like, good. <laughs> people stood up immediately, just booing super loudly, pointing, shouting at the official, uh-huh. and the commentator even is like. Well, they can't give the crowd a yellow card. Uh, <laughs> we were, we were, we were, we were all laughing. We were all laughing up in the box. It was, it was great. Like, like you, and you can see JP's JP is like standing in JP is like standing in front of Matt and Neil and just like his arms are up like wide. Like he's just like, yeah. give it to me, buddy. Like <laughs> I'm going to yell at you and you're deserving of it. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. Uh, 
one last thing about last night's game, and then we can kind of talk uh, hopefully a little bit about the Knoxville game coming up on Wednesday. But Charlotte defense was very busy last night. They had 24 yeah. clearances. 24 clearances, yeah. And that 70th minute goal mouth saved by Flanagan, like it was sort of a, a, a similar sort of last chance stop the, the, uh, to, to Cheney's earlier in the game. But Prentice, I think, would have had that rebound off pack and buried it. And Flanagan, I feel like Flanagan saved the game for them right there. Yeah. Prentice has also been he looked like, he's good. Been a very, very nice addition. He yeah. looked real good. I mean, yeah. we've talked about him on our show previously. Again, another guy that, like I mentioned with Morrow, is playing well enough to where it's like we can't, we're not going to be able to keep him off the field. You gotta, right. you gotta find a way to get him on the field because every time he's on the field, he's doing something. I can't and, remember the last time we've had such an embarrassment of riches where we can just like pick a guy off the bench and be like, "All right, you're up, bud," and they'll yeah. be able to step right in and 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 be there. Like, like it's always been in the past. The dream. It's just like our our bench is just like, "All right, well, hope we can do something with some of these guys." You know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, you know, we can keep ourselves in it or whatever not not like that like everyone it seems like is is a threat yeah well and it and it, it opens up so much more many more possibilities when you're you know with your roster because in during the games because if you're always running the same three subs out there mm-hmm. because you know you just you, you, because it's a talent issue mm-hmm. that gets you know that you're limited with what you can do in late in games and with your subs we have, having the depth we have that gives Matt and the staff the complete ability to use substitutions where, however they need to in that point of the game. Yeah, like, they have not been using all of their subs. No, right. and that's and that's part of that's another thing too. It's like they're not they're, they've not been using all the subs in the game. But it's just you know if we need to be defensive, we can we have defenders we can put in. If we need to be have more have more of an attacking presence, we've got attackers that we can throw in to do that. And that's just. I think that that just allows you to be much more of like a complete football and, and play the, as the term is total football. That's total football, you know, right there. And so, you know, if I, if I didn't know that you don't have cable or don't have a Apple TV grant, I would mention something about Ted Lasso this week and total football, but I won't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's uh, one other thing I found kind of interesting rewatching this game the amount of words that the commentator shortened just burn ridiculous. Ship. Yeah. Burn, burn ship. Back burn to ship. ship. <laughs> uh, like, he also called, called him that at least seven times before we yeah. started calling him shipment. My yeah. favorite was the one that you brought up though. Yeah. Yeah. Bree Steves. Bree Steves. Bree Steves. <laughs> <laughs> just wonderful. Wonderful. This is that this is the kind of quality you get in the lower divisions in the U S It's just like, uh, not only uh, great commentary, but you know, so a little uh, com- com- comedic relief. Are, 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 are we, we going to be called Format pretty soon? Yep. I, I, I'm. I am certain. And speaking us specifically on that, I'm certain that that someone in the front office is going to be giving, uh, be giving Vista a call about this and being like, "You guys can't do this." Because yeah. I will tell you that this is something. This is something in the green room. We had um. Uh, if if you if you were listening to the broadcast early uh, for the U.S. Open Cup game early in the broadcast, 
Um, consistently, the team was referred to by the commentators solely as forward for yep. a good portion. And uh, someone came up to the box. I can't remember if it was Evan or Connor and was just like, we they need to be called forward Madison. You cannot yep. just call them forward. So I am certain that if someone, if Connor was listening to that broadcast, he is going to be like, this cannot happen again. Yeah. 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 Good old, uh, Bree, good old Bree Steves. Yeah. Bree Steves. Going to Bree, Bree Steves for the old forward match. <laughs> uh, go, go down and watch, watch a Bree Steves. <laughs> uh, Rob, I uh, wanted to pick your brain a little bit about this game that we have coming up on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, We'll 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 see former Flamingo uh, Jake Keegan down in Knoxville. Um, how how do you feel? How do you think, especially after having to turn it around so quickly? Um, well, yeah, I mean they, they they have to turn it around even quicker. They're playing tonight, right in Fresno. In Fresno, which is the worst place to have to travel to and from. Yep. <clears throat> right, right. So they'll be, they'll be, uh, you know, feeling that also. If I, I, don't I, know if I remember too, it's really hot in Fresno right now. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I don't understand the league schedule. I mean, we can talk more about that another time, but it's very, very weird that next weekend's game we're all on Friday. Right. For some reason, I don't know if that's just a thing they're going to try or what. But we, we ha- and we don't even have it. We have another week and a half with no with no game after this one. Uh, and we have three more weeks before we have another home game. But anyway, Knoxville, obviously, um, you know, a new team uh, in this league. They're not a new team, but they've, you know, self-promoted into our league and um, looked good against Lexington uh, and have not looked particularly good since. I haven't – I admit I haven't watched it a lot, but, um, you know, beat, beat Lexington, lost uh, – Drew, did they draw Fuego? Last time they played them, they, that's the other thing. They play, they're playing Franco twice in like yeah, I don't get it. The first yeah. month. Give me, give me one second. I've got the. I've got they did that with here. and they did that with uh, with Richmond and um, Greenville yeah. too. Right, like they've yeah. already played each other twice. Like what the yeah. fuck? What is <laughs> it? Gotta love it. Well, they lost um, to Chattanooga. Uh, they lost Chattanooga. Lost to Tormenta. Tormenta. Um, losing to Tormenta right now. Um. But and that's, Tormenta's, Tormenta is they will win big or they will lose big, and there is no in between. Right. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's that's just that's just how their season's going. Um, um, I think I think Knoxville they're kind of reeling, and if they lose to Fuego, we, I mean, even if they gotta hammer them, like, but especially if they draw this, yeah. because Fuego's the worst team in the league right now, in my in yeah. my estimation. You um, just yeah, watch them play; gotta, they're not a good team. <laughs> it's like. Like Fuego is go not a good team. Yeah. yeah. If you know, <laughs> I mean, on paper, but again, this is another one of those on paper we should win. But you know, you gotta you gotta do it on. It doesn't happen on paper. It happens on the field. Um, now, I don't know. I think roster depth is going to help us here. I, I think you will see a couple of changes probably. I, um, Wheels was getting pretty tight last night. Yeah. Uh, and so he might. We might be back to seeing Aiden Macias at the six with with Jaden back. Um, James you know, James rested, obviously. That'll be nice. Um, and uh, uh, other than that, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know what other changes there would be. But, um, but yeah, quick turnarounds always tough. But then you don't have another game for what, like ten days 
after that. So you can you can push guys a little bit, maybe. Yep. Um, and we don't have that whole like, open cup thing to worry about anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do want to mention. Yeah, you mentioned roster depth. Like our roster is far far deeper than Knoxville's is. I mean, you can just look at their forward core versus. They're our starting forward. Jake fucking Keegan. I mean, they're, come on, they're starting Jake Keegan. <laughs> And we have three or four guys who are better scorers than Jake Keegan in the midfield. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I will say this. So just some, like we, we could probably talk like ad nauseum against Knoxville. I don't think we've, we've seen nearly enough of them to really make like, I don't think anybody's seen nearly enough of them to really make like a, a, a solid prediction, but if you had to make a prediction, how do you you think this game is going to shake out? Um, I'd give a, give them a little home home field advantage. Um, you know they do have a they were able in their season in League Two to build up a really you know a good strong supporter culture. Uh, so give them a little home field advantage, but I still think we take it at two to one or three to one. I think I think some of the yep. chances that we had last night will be goals against Knoxville. Yep, yep. I'm gonna go two. I'm gonna go two zero or three one. Same. I'm uh, right with Rob. I'm I'm with Rob. I was thinking the same thing. I think that if uh, I think that if and and this is all a momentum thing. I think that if Knoxville can win tonight against Fuego, I think that they can draw against us. I think that's yep. a possibility. I think if they draw or I think if I think if they draw certainly against Fuego, I think that we can easily pull out a win. Um, if they lose, maybe they come in with a little bit of swagger. But I, I think that I think that if they draw or lose against Fuego, we need to be at their throats. We yes. need to take it to them. Like as like, maybe, maybe we let them like come at us for the first like five minutes or so, but after that, we, we need to get at them and just, yeah. just not. And, I think- and part of that, part of that too, is they've got um, their coach, you know, he's been coaching for a very long time. He has Mark McKeever. He has never coached professionally before this season. Um, and so this is a brand new experience for him. They've got a very young roster. They have Jake Keegan. So we need to just take it to him. Yeah. I, 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 and I think too, um, regardless of how they play, I think forward Madison has to come into this match looking to get three. Yeah. I mean, cause we need three. It's like, you know, we're, you know, we're at, the, you're at a point where it's like, Getting draws is great, and you always want to draw on the road. Then, you know, but against an opponent like this, I think you have to go into this game with the approach: we're we're coming home with three, and that's yeah. that, like that's what that's what we're going to do. And I think that's the mentality most of our guys have. Yeah, so, yeah. which, which yeah. is, I think that's I think that's a change from previous seasons as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I, a couple other stats that that lean toward this: like we're going to win this on paper. Um, in four, we both both teams now have four four matches. Uh, Knoxville has zero clean sheets. We have two, so they've conceded a goal, at least one goal in every game, even the game that they won. Hmm. Um, they have we have sixty two shots, which is middle of the table. Um, they only have forty nine, so like they're just not they're not creating as many chances uh, yeah. either. Um, our pass accuracy is eighty one percent, which it was boosted last night. This one game where we. Yeah. We're much lower. Uh, there's season wide is, is is 78. So, um, you know, we just 
we've got them on paper. We got to come with the right mentality, which we've seen all but every game but one. We've seen the right mentality. I think yep. yeah, the the, the Cup loss was. Grant and I talked about this on Talking Flock. It was a mentality loss. Yeah. Right. Um, and if we come into this, we're gonna we're gonna come in here and we're going to boss you. Uh, I think I think we I think we can get taken. I I think the thing I'm most concerned of um, with them not having a lot of scoring and a lot of explosiveness up front um, and being a young squad is that this might be a game where they're gonna they're gonna park the bus. Like they're just going to park. They're just going to play right. for a point and just park the bus and let us come. And my hope is that we'll create shots, as we've seen. We've been able to create yeah. opportunities every game yeah. and not get frustrated if they're not going in early on, because that's I think it's going to be pretty obvious that, you know, that um, it's a that they that they will be more of a defense. If they come out and are in a high press I'll be very surprised and will fully expect us to score a goal within five minutes. I won't won't be surprised. And that is the reason I won't be surprised is that's basically what I've seen them play up to this point is a high press. And that's kind of what McKeever's MO is, is more of a high press. If they try to park the bus for 90 minutes, they will lose. I guarantee we will score at least one against them. If they try parking the bus, it's, it's just not going. I. I mean, I think we're going to score at least one against them, regardless. If we come, if we come out of Knoxville, like result, result notwithstanding, whether it's a win or a loss. Yeah. If we come out of this without having scored a goal against Knoxville, I think that's failure. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> well, Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Rob. Uh, we'll chat to you soon. Yep, sounds good. See you Enjoy later. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, if you have not gotten on the talk and flock train, uh, make sure you, you go out and find them on whatever podcast or service that you subscribe to uh, subscribe, uh, like leave reviews, all that stuff. Uh, those guys are doing great work. Uh, and thanks again to Rob for coming and sharing his insights. You know, we, we just mentioned guys and, and just, I want to share some, some sort of interesting early season stats. Uh, and this is just kind of general overall stats. I, while I do think, it's extremely early for us to really draw a ton of conclusions. Uh, I think it tells us something about the way that this team is playing so far this season. Uh, we mentioned turning some of those shots into goals. Right now, we are second place in the league overall as a team for shots on target per match at 5.8. Uh, Omaha is the only team ahead of us. Um, we are also... Uh, second place overall for accurate long balls per match um accurate crosses first place in the league at 5.8 per game um second place for interceptions overall in the league uh, lexington is ahead of us um another interesting stat uh not super surprising but something that i think shows just how good a keeper burned has been so far baron uh we're first place for saves per match in the league uh with four and Hailstorm is actually in second place with Charlotte in third. Um, one thing I do want to call out, just because I don't think we've ever actually been in this position before, on Fot Mob anyway, we are top of the league as far as overall team rating uh, with 7.13. North Carolina and uh, Omaha behind us. So what you're saying is we're the best team in the league. <laughs> At the on moment, paper. according to <laughs> Fot Mob, uh, yeah. we are also uh, third for goals per match. And second for goals conceded per match. 
so right now we're playing well. Uh, we need to keep this up going into uh, this Absolutely. next run of games. Um, you know, time will tell. I feel like, you know, early signs are very positive, though. Um, wh- what do you guys make of, like, how we put... Do you think the stats back up what you've been seeing on the pitch? Absolutely. I think that, um, to use an analogy, I think this team is going to be more Cadillac than Ferrari. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, the Ferrari will get will start off 0-60 to 60 real quick and be humming and, you know, whereas a Cadillac, it may take a little bit of time to get humming, but when it's, when it's running, there ain't no stopping it. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a machine, you know, and it's, things are going smooth. And so, so I think that this is just, this is all building to, um, to the team we're going to see at the end of the year, which I think is going to be a very dangerous club. Um, yep. and that nobody in USL one will want to play. So, um, I'd like to refute your analogy about the Cadillac because I used to have a Cadillac that would randomly at stop signs, just turn That's- itself off. So, <laughs> I don't know that that's necessarily refuting because that's I've seen what this that, team I mean. Do that we're not too. talking about it, you know, going fast. I mean, but like when you had that thing up to seventy-five, Mitch, it was humming. Oh so. yeah, well, it was a boat as well. It was a ninety-one Cadillac DeVille with leather. There you go. Oh yeah. man, it, it was not going to be stopped if it was rolling. That's um, and that's my that's my point. Very good point. I mean, um, yeah. But no, I think I I agree. Um, I mean, the stats bear it out. If you look at. Um, if you look at the every game we've had, we've been better in expected goals in every single game we've played. And I mean, yeah, the eye test bears it out. Um, some other stats I wanted to throw out there. Um, we have uh, in goals added uh, over the course of the league, we have four guys in the top 20. Um, we have, uh, where was I looking at here? Um, Jake Kroll at number eight, Morrow at number nine. Uh, we have Cheney at, 15, 14, and uh, Chelo at 20. So um, those guys are doing pretty darn good. Um, Cheney is at number seven in expected goals. Uh, fantastic. Um, Who's Chelo, number one? I believe is pretty high in expected assists. Um, yeah, Chelo is number three in expected assists, and and Jaden is, uh, is top 10 as well. Um, expected points added, so based off of goals plus like basically the amount of like the shots that you take how many points would your team be getting based off of you scoring at your expected goals in those games cheney's number two yeah his expected points added is 2.12 which That's is crazy. incredible the only yeah. player higher is mensigan who's at 2.47 yeah, Which he's is, been playing kind of out of his mind. He's too. been playing out of his mind, and the fact that the fact that chain like the goals will the goals will come, the goals yeah. will, and you can see it. You can see that the goals will come. Like he's putting himself in dangerous positions, and we're getting the ball to him in those dangerous positions. And you know, I think the thing is no that we're seeing from Chaney too is that he's he's been a complete player. I mean, he hasn't just been a forward. Like Andrew said, I mean, he had a great goal line clearance. And then that goal line clearance was worth a goal. Yeah. I mean, and, that and saved, then that saved us from losing the game versus the draw. So, yeah. I mean, and then that tackle in the midfield, that sliding tackle was just 
He gave <laughs> Austin Pack a lot of trouble last night, and I think that's one of the reasons why Spielman was all over Cheney was just because Cheney's not afraid to go in on a tackle or a 50-50 with a goalkeeper. Um, no, is, he's got the, and he's got the body for it. I mean, he's as yeah. big as he's as big as most of those guys. Yeah. Usually, usually your goal your goalkeeper is one of the biggest guys in your club, right? And so Cheney's as big as those guys. So it's like that's not a that's not a thing for him to body up to one of those guys. And Pack yeah. was going out for Pack was going out for balls that he was that he was trying to punch, and he was running directly into Cheney on those balls and falling as soon as he made the attempt and fell into Cheney. And that was, that was what was giving us those second chances that we, you know, it's kind of luck at that point because it matters where the ball falls and do we have a man there? And then do they have the open shot? Um, yeah. Which more often than not, that if the ball falls to you, you have a pretty decent shot. Um, but there is that element of luck involved, you know, that yep. you can do, you can do what you can positioning wise, but you can't be perfect. And, um, I think, you know, because it's luck, I think that over the course of the season, when, as this happens more and more, because I think that this is, I think that this is a thing that will happen more consistently because of how, uh, how Cheney plays, because if they don't come out for that ball, Cheney's going to control it somehow, whether he controls it down to himself or he heads it to a teammate, we're going to be getting good chances if they don't come out for it. So yeah. as that, as the season progresses, that bad luck that we're getting right now will start to regress to the mean yep. and we'll start seeing some of those opportunities fall at our guys' feet and eventually go into the net. There's I a, certainly hope so. There's the great quote is, um, if you want to improve your luck, just keep working hard. And yep. you'll see, and I think that that's what we're going to see is that chain, you know, chain, it changes. He's a worker. He's a horse, you know, He's going to go and just, you know, grind for as many minutes as he can on the pitch. And um, I think what Mitch is saying is that towards the end of the season or towards the middle portion of the season, we're going to start seeing games where late in, the, in games or in the second half, we're just going to start just bowling over teams because we're just so physical and just beating them up. And um, we have guys that can run past you too. And I think that that's a great combination when you have – burners and bruisers so we've got burners and bruisers and both can go full 90 right exactly and both and usually for those guys like they do a little bit of both like the burners like the you know they're pretty physical and like you know the you know the the bruisers like to like as we saw with christian cheney taking off from the goal line and scoring it on you know he likes to get the afterburners going too so absolutely uh, it's uh it I but it, I think this all goes into something that we've heard from the club as we've talked to these to these guys is that they defend together and they score together. You know, yep. um, that's kind of the team mentality this year, and you really see it in a game like yes like yesterday's. Um, you really saw like that's the team defending together, and you know, and getting a result together, which is good. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's probably as good a, a place as we'll get for leaving it off this week uh, for the Sunday seance. Thank you again for uh, to everybody who listened in today. And thank you to Kyle Carr and to uh, Rob Chapel. Wow. I almost forgot his name. 
that's how much beer I had to drink last night, Grant. We we had a, we had a lot, especially after, afterwards. Yeah. Is when, yeah. So yeah, we'll, but, we will take the next day, ten days off. Uh, <laughs> and actually, it's almost you know after this game we don't play again until I think the thirteenth. Uh, so it's a little yeah, bit of a layoff. Third I think, and I think one of the things we'll have to discuss is: do we do a Sunday seance to recap the the Knoxville game? Yeah, so. I think we we definitely potentially can do that. But uh, keep your eyes peeled if you are a regular listener would like to call in. Um, we'll we'll post that stuff up uh, on our Patreon. Thank you again to everybody that backs us on Patreon. It really does uh, help us do what we do and help uh, us connect uh, fans with the club and vice versa. Um, so thank you again to all our Patreon backers. It's five bucks a month. Please join up. If you got, you know, it's, it's the price of a latte, right? right? You don't need all that milk. Anyway. Less than a burrito. Yeah. I mean, you don't need all that milk anyway. Right. Uh, so we will uh, plan to see you all uh, next Sunday as well. There's no NDDZ live this week as Grant and I will be uh, gallivanting around town, interviewing people for the next print magazine. Um, but take care of yourselves. Have a great week. Hopefully uh, for three points on Wednesday night and up the fucking flamingos. We will see you next time. Be easy, everybody.